Welcome to the CEO of Destiny podcast, where you will find the tools to fulfill the purpose of your generation and wildly succeed in the marketplace. And now your host, Andre J. Benjamin. One of the things that I would, would encourage your viewers to look at is there's an interview from 1995 between uh, David Letterman on The Late Show and Bill Gates. It's really kind of shows you now here we are. Uh, roughly 30 years later in time, we've seen how the internet unfolds. Um, Letterman's asking Bill Gates to say, hey, what is this internet thing? Can you tell me something about it? And you can tell Bill Gates kind of representing the tech community. He's having a a hard time articulating (laughs) it. He's having a hard time getting all the excitement and all the good stuff into a a quick segment. And here's David Letterman. He, He doesn't really know anything about it. He just doesn't understand it. And Letterman says something along the lines of, well, I heard this groundbreaking thing happen on the internet. The other day. They had a baseball game where you could watch the game and, and Bill Gates was going off on how great that was. And, and Letterman just said, I got a radio bill. I don't, doesn't sound like I need this, this, uh, this, this blockchain thing. And then wow. and Gates says, well, you know, there is a big difference. He says, you, you can, you can, uh, you can watch the game whenever you want. And Letterman goes, uh, Bill, does a tape recorder sound like a good, uh, good solution for you and and people tend not to be able to to see the big picture with true. Some, uh, when it's unfolding and i think watching that interview it it, it does put put all of that into to a, a lens that people can can understand now that they've got hindsight in their favor and, and i would encourage people to look at this a blockchain is unfolding very much like the internet and any other technology unfolded when, when, when cars first got invented so you're making people, me jump ahead now because so uh contextually would you say this is pre uh june 20 or july 29th of 2007 when the iphone dropped or is this where are we at in in this d- development of you know what they call web three of which i'm going to ask you a few more questions about but i would say we're right about at that point i mean what what I see are the big trends that are driving further adopt or further use of blockchain. One is just the adoption. Um, more and more people are using this every day. And if you look, if you track those numbers, it's almost the same type of, of, of trajectory that the internet followed. Um, wow. We're in about 1994, 1995, kind of that time frame um, today with the internet or with, with the blockchain. So that that's going to continue over time. Um, the second thing is infrastructure is getting built to make it easier to use the blockchain and all the many facets. So like back in 2011, when I first heard about Bitcoin, I don't know where I'd have gone and bought it. I'm, maybe you know, there was a park in San Francisco or New York where you could go and yeah, buy no, yeah. Well, then, you know, Coinbase came around about five years ago, six years ago, yep. made it easier to buy Bitcoin now. You know, PayPal has apps and all these banks and all of these stores are starting Tesla, et cetera, are, are taking cryptocurrency. And so if you've got, you know, one of these, a smartphone, which just about everybody has, you've got access to cryptocurrencies and, and, and the more apps and the like that are built, it's just going to make it much easier to, to use. And then the third thing is we're seeing regulatory clarity come about. And so well, we're going to jump into regulation. I want to I wanted to ask you initially though what made you write digital finance like who is you're an 
uh, initial or target audience through this resource? And then also, why is it resonating so well? Because it seems to be doing well from what I can tell. And I'm not in your bank account. I'm just saying I can tell how books do because I'm a voracious reader. So I can tell when things are having momentum. Yeah, I mean, when I started going down all and looking into the to the blockchain, I realized I'd go down all these rabbit holes and that there weren't there weren't a lot of structured books or, or sources where you could learn about kind of high level topics in, in blockchain. And I thought, look, I'll write something specifically about the financial industry and I'll try to you know, make it as simple as possible, but no simpler is, is uh, was sort of my, my mantra of how I wanted to go about it. And I think, um, you know, there, there, was a, there was a need for that when the book was, was published. And I had all of these ideas in my head and I thought, you know, I need to just kind of put pen to paper and, and organize this stuff in a, in a way that, you know, someone with a, a basic financial and basic technology background could, could understand. Um, and so I think those ideas have resonated very well and, and, and the, the trajectory that, that the blockchain has gone down over the last couple of years since it was published. I mean, it's, it's, it's following a lot of those things that, that I outlined um, in the book. And so I think it's- We, we had the privilege of, I was I told when I uh, reached out to Baxter, our team reached out to Baxter, I was letting him know how uh, one of his colleagues, Jake, who was one of our previous guests, the reason why I enjoyed and reached out to him is because my 11 year old son at the time, he's 12 now, but at the time when he was 11, he saw, he's dad, what are you reading right now? And he was looking over my back, but he was able to grasp the concepts that he, because of the way that Jake broke it down in there, we could have conversations about money instead of me talking to him and saying, well, the federal reserve, and this is the private <laughs> central bank. And this is the, you know, fiat he was, he broke it down. And, and this very similarly, Baxter uses a lot of great graphics and, and, you know, breaks it down visually for people, because if you're just kind of up in theoretical 30,000 foot view, it's harder to really make it usable. So I, I appreciate that about it. Uh, so how, you know, why do you think your book is resonating so well with audiences before we actually start talking about more of the content of the book? Yeah, I wanted to make it relatable. I, I as you mentioned, I wanted a lot of illustrations because I think a picture's worth a thousand words. It can probably describe stuff a heck of a lot better than I can do. Number two, I wanted to have things like case studies, you know, what what's yes. unfolding on the blockchain that's relatable to somebody. Why is it going to affect their life, their job, make things simpler, better, faster, cheaper, whatever it might be. I've included some historical perspectives because I think people work well with stories and they can they can relate to those stories. Um, a lot better than I, I, I highlight a lot of industry trends so that people could see the direction from a from a high level where this this uh, this story was unfolding. And so I think by keeping um, the content well organized and, and kind of providing these bite sized ways to, to, to tackle these complex topics really resonated well for people. What do you enjoy about the feedback you're getting from the book thus far? before we start jumping into more of the content. I'm just happy that, that people are learning about this stuff and, and are, are realizing that um, we have a better future uh, ahead of us if we uh, we really embrace this technology and we, and we, we put it to use. And um, I, I think the biggest impediment to that is this lack of education. Um, people don't understand it. So they, they just kind of sit on the sidelines and, 
and don't get involved. And when I hear people, um, it, when I talk at universities or I have webinars like this, coming back to me and saying, hey, you know, what you said really, you know, struck a chord with me and I want to get involved in, in this, um, that, that puts a smile on my face. It really does. So when you say the terms better and faster, right, bigger, break that down for us. Break that down for the audience. When you, when you talk about that better and faster and bigger, what are the, what are the, uh, what, you know, why should a person, if what, what's an elevator speech you would give to someone about blockchain and why they should be paying attention to it? Sure. It's going to create incredible amounts of efficiencies in our life, making things easier for us. And it does that by cutting out intermediaries. So like, like I said earlier, you know, if you go to the, the grocery store and you want to pay with your, your credit card, that takes uh, it takes costs to do that. The, the, it, it does that service in, in for free. The credit card companies are, are, are going to charge the, the grocery store, which means they're, they're giving you higher prices. So by doing a blockchain based system, you can cut out a lot of those, those central uh, centralized systems or, or gatekeepers. If you want tolls that are extracted on you in, in, a, in, a, in a cheaper way, it's faster. As I mentioned earlier, the, the example of the, the loan that I made to you know, my personal trainer, instead of waiting Massive. five or six days, now you're waiting, you know, five seconds. Um, just what does that mean to the small business owner, to the solopreneur, right? What does that, what is that difference of time? <laughs> oh yeah. I think that it, it just, it, it relieves red tape, which not only means a bigger bottom line for you, but also just the mental um, anguish and just the having to wait, wait around for things that you, you, you can channel your energy a heck of a lot better. It, it's Absolutely. Really I look at it as an entrepreneur myself. So faster getting rid of the middlemen, so to speak, the intermediaries, the steps, the, almost the red tape, tape the, bureau, the bureaucratic systems that might be quite a bit antiquated, uh, that, that is a benefit for people. So what are, can you give a, a, a basic understanding of when we talk about the tokenization? That's the main reason that I brought you on, because I feel that you brought it to a very clear level in your book of talk about the tokenization or talk about tokenization of assets in, in, in particular and talk about tokens and, you know, the different couple type different types of tokens and, and, and make it in a practical way, just as you do in the book so that people can connect to this idea because they hear tokens and we might think of, we used to have Chuck E. Cheese back in the day, right? They're just like, oh, that's Chuck E. Cheese. Sure, what are they? sure. They're talking about tokens with money? No, thank you. I'll take my dollars. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it, what, what's interesting about it is a token is really just a digital representation of ownership, just like you have a paper re uh, representation of ownership. So think about it this way. 20 years ago, if I wanted to fly from Dallas to Seattle, I'd have to call up my travel agent and say, hey, can you, you know, get me a, a ticket on this date and roughly this time? And, and he or she would call me back and say, okay, hey, we, here's the price. And we're going to mail you some tickets in the, you know, that the post office is going to deliver to you. You'd get that ticket, you'd go to the airport, and that's the way it would work. Today, what do you do? You go on, you know, AmericanAirlines.com or whatever it is, airline. Yeah, something like that. And, and now your ticket is in your phone. Yes. We're going to see the same thing. Instead of having a, a, a title to a car um, or a deed to a house in paper form, it's going to be represented in the digital form. And there's so many reasons why 
it's superior to have it in that that digital form because you can you can program on top of the blockchain all kinds of additional added features that make it easier to uh, to possess this stuff in the in the in the in the digital type of of, of format. So, just a, a basic idea here. Like so, like let's say you own a home. That home that's an asset, right? Let's say you put the title to that home in the digital form. Well, you've also got most people have a mortgage on that home. That's another asset, right? But they're, they're, those two assets are kind of linked together as long as that mortgage exists. So what if every time you paid your mortgage off, that would affect the, the token form. And then once you paid it off, it would relieve the liens that are on your house. There's that interoperability type of, of, uh, of feature to it that, that makes for a, a Again, a better, faster, cheaper system. What about because now it's in in the lien is in or the mortgage is in in token form. When you pay your mortgage off, typically you send it to a, a servicing company. Well, what if the ownership of that mortgage, instead of uh, Bank of America owning that note, there's a, another investor wants to buy those the the payments would automatically through the blockchain be sent to the new person. There's no extra uh, processes or, or he- headache. That has to take place when the when the ownership of that mortgage goes from one person or entity to to another. Um, so all of that leads to so refis and everything change. Re, there you don't have this long process to access the equity that's there and whatnot. You're saying it's it's cutting out a lot of that red tape and bringing some speed. Exactly right. And take the take the house itself. Now that the title is on the chain, all of that history becomes apparent, it becomes um, becomes available to, to be accessed and to be reviewed quickly and easily. So you may be able to have cheaper title insurance for your home. You, you probably have um, easier record keeping around the house. Um, it goes all the way to like the county or the, or the, or the government entity where it's recorded. Um, just makes it easier to, to, to maintain all of that stuff uh, over time. Talk a little bit about Fidelity Investments is- one of these usage cases. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Do us a favor. If this was useful in any way for you, please go to iTunes and leave us a review. Reviews will allow others to easily discover the podcast. If you'd like more information and to receive a free download, rediscover your destiny, go to ceoofdestiny.com. Thanks again and tune in next time.